Hello, Squatty. Hello, Mr. Fox. So, in the name of being professional, I'm going to ask you to stop scratching the, the cable against your prodigious gray stubbly beard so as to prevent me from having to listen to what sounds like a, a machine gun attack. You cannot stand the uh, sound of my manly face rubbing against you. <laughs> oh, my God, no. <laughs> no. And I, thought, the... and, and I thought we were friends. I, they're friends. Friendship has limits. That's how it remains good friendship. Fences make for good neighbors. <laughs> well, there we are. I have put a fence between myself and the microphone, John, so that you uh, you no longer have to hear my uh, my uh, uh, rugged uh, face uh, scraping against things. Oh, that's good. Well, gone. You know, Scotty, this is like the most professional we've been in, I don't know, at least two weeks since we bailed on last week's episode, or more properly, I think you bailed on last week's episode. Yeah, well, I did bail. I was very busy, but equally, uh, I did realize afterwards that Sam was out last week, so it wouldn't have got edited last week anyway. So I think we did the world a favor because they would have had to have an unedited version of us, and I think we are pretty bad when edited. So it's... <laughs> You know, can you imagine, you know, uh, if they really saw behind the curtain, you know, and, you know, both of us without makeup and the rest of it. Hmm. Well, um, since we know that we'll be edited now and we can we can afford to go slightly off the off the rails a little bit. I want to introduce this new section of the podcast called um, Dealing with Jealousy. And Scotty, I want to let you know that we are now in a safe space. And that it is normal, completely normal, to harbor feelings of extreme jealousy towards me because I received something from Apple last week that has highly coveted. I've been waiting for it for the long time. And just because I have it and you don't does not necessarily make you a terrible person. It just makes you a very dirty, dirty person. Are we talking about an app store? Are we talking about an app store rejection? No. No, I know what you're talking about, John, and I am jealous, but go on, tell us all about it. Let's get everybody's juices flowing, because I'm sure they've not heard anything on any other podcast about any of these things for forever. Mm-hmm. So let's, 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 but nothing will be quite as good as your take on this no, uh, amazing not. moment. Well. So, um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's build this up properly. Yeah, you can so go for it now. It, it, the, the first sign of my happiness on the horizon was when I received a UPS notification saying that it was on its way. And more than anything else, I was, I, I was amazed at how compact the packaging is. It's like, you know, Apple is really good at removing plastic and really carefully designing all the aspects of the packaging from the one that contained the outer shell and the inner stuff. But I was just astounded at how compact it was. It's like I knew... I knew that they that this there a lot of power was packed into a small space, but I was just totally stunned. And it was it, it, it was only like you know whatever half a centimeter thick, and 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 it was you know a smaller surface area than you know than an, about the size of like an iPhone six or something or one of the earlier Pro, the first big ones, folded. Um, and I was just astounded, and then I was so excited. I pulled it out, and I was worried about compatibility issues, like whether it was compatible, you know, with all the other devices I have, and, and indeed compatible, you know, with my own hands. Because you know how, you know, AirPods they either kind of fit perfectly well, or you're told that sorry, you have faulty genetics, and you didn't opt for Apple Apple designed ears. Well, I was concerned about this this same thing, but as it turns out, Scotty, the Apple polishing cloth arrived i have one 
You do not. It works on all my devices, and it fits my hand. John, I am more jealous than you could possibly imagine. I was, I was, I was starting to wonder when you started talking about the thickness of the packaging. I thought I didn't hear that before. That's that's. I, how do they get MacBook Pros in that size packaging? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I am, but I am actually insanely jealous of your cloth. That is, um, that is. Uh, but John, give us, give us a review. Um, yeah, how fast is it? Um, you know, you know, how well does it work? It, it it works really fast. It's just like you know, you know how you know building clean and staying clean is really really important. So it it does work. Um, I haven't tried it with alcohol. I didn't realize. I mean, I I had read that they that that they were were out or something, but I didn't realize just how rare they were. I was just apparently lucky because I put it in the cart at the same time that I ordered the other lesser device, which was the M1 Pro, you know, MacBook Pro. Um, and I can talk about that as well. But <laughs> I just learned from a, a colleague who tweeted it last night. I was like, oh my god, I don't know how he got his hands on it. And then yeah. then he was telling me that that that. It actually has in the spec somewhere. It's compatible with a whole range of devices, but nothing prior to iPhone 5. I don't know what the hell that means. How is a polishing cloth <laughs> not compatible with a glass surface? So, so tell me, um, you know, how fast how fast is it for a clean wipe? You know, and and then I guess how much faster is it for an incremental wipe? Well, are you talking about the bidet, the toilet paper, <laughs> or the you know, um, you know, it, it does definitely seem to work, but. It absolutely seems like there are some types of, of of whatever kind of I don't know whether it's oil from your fingers or or or, or spit if you're raging against Xcode or, or or the you know or some other aspect of development. Um, so I haven't I I I I am curious about it because I definitely you know I have uh, my prior laptop which is now sitting jealous is covered with stuff and I've tried various screen cleaners and, and it's actually made the problems worse. So I am curious to know, you know, in terms of it picking up dust and so on and so forth, it does really seem to be magic and it seems to work particularly well on the keyboard service and the trackpad and so on and so forth. But for actually cleaning the screen when there's stuff on it other than just dust, I cannot report because I, I, I don't, I'm nervous. <laughs> and they said, well, there, you can use a particular type of alcohol but I am assuming it's not garden variety rubbing alcohol, nor is it the the the, the leftover bottom of of last night's you know fiftieth gin and tonic or something. But um, so I'll have to get back to you on that one, Scotty. Well, I, I am fascinated, and, and congratulations. So I think at the same time as you wore the cloth, you you decided just to stick a MacBook Pro in your cart as well. I did. Have you got that? I did, and as so that was a bit of a of an adventure making it work because. Um, in all my all my transfers past, I just happily attached this little you know uh, terabyte SSD external drive that was lovingly presented to to me and my teammates a couple of years ago by our manager. And at that time, it was kind of expensive. It was like, wow, you got this? That's really nice. And 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 what he said was like, yes, it is expensive, but your time is worth a lot. So if this shaves off even you know half of a day. Of, of getting you transferred and up and running again, let alone saving you, you know, more time if for whatever reason it takes much longer to, to set up your development environment. It's well worth it, which is totally true. Um, and, you know, I've always been amazed at how well Apple transfers work for, especially for, for devices that have iCloud backup. I mean, it's, it's I've never really had a problem um, in transferring to a, a new iDevice of any kind. But this one was uh, just a... a it was a, a show to shit um, because it just, I, I, 
I took the backup drive and I attached it and it didn't work and it didn't work. It didn't recognize it as a backup drive. It's like, oh, fuck, you know, my backup's completely broken. And in that particular case, sometimes when they switch operating systems, um, they may not be compatible, or at least that's what it seemed to be the case to me. So I went and uh, upgraded my source MacBook to, to Monterey and I ran another backup and it was an incremental backup. So that worked quickly. And so, and then I, you know, went through the migration assistant and attached it and select that as the, the, the source drive and everything seemed to be working okay. And it was just like, you know, calculating how much it was going to take and so on and so forth and getting ready to get started. And then it just got stuck. And I said, all right, fluke. So I canceled it, started again, got stuck, but in a different place. And then the third time, it's like it was not mounting again as a as a as a you know a, a time machine backup drive. And I was like really starting. It's like wow, this sucks. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, no problem. I'll put the old device in target mode, the old way of doing it. But then I had forgotten that you can't really you can't do target mode without with a USB cable. And then I again reminded that the form factor of USB and and Thunderbolt is is exactly the same, but it's not the same in terms of data transfer unless you actually have a real Thunderbolt cable and they're not um, they're not available in, 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 you know, the, the, please take one of these vending machines at the office. They're, they're more expensive and they're more specialized and typically used for, for video editing applications. But of course, if you're trying to, 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 to transfer data from another device, nothing will, nothing will be less. So then I'm like dreading having to do the transfer over Wi-Fi. It's like, okay, well, no problem. At least I'll put them both right next to the router and I have a gigabit router and that seemed to be going okay. Um, but in the end, I had to, to it, it, it basically took until like four in the morning until the transfer was complete and that was over using Ethernet over USB, which was a, a whopping 27 megabits a second. It was pretty damn slow. Um, but once I got all the, the data over, um, then it started working. And my gosh, yes, it is much better, much faster. Everything seems to be quite nice. But definitely there are, you, you notice which apps are not optimized. And it it's kind of, it sucks where you're like speeding along in Xcode, for example, and then you switch to, you know, <laughs> you know an electron-based app. And, and I suppose they're going to be getting better, but it, it's, that's like... It's it's like one of those, this is why we can't have nice things moments. And my other regret, and I, I wish I had paid more attention, but up until now, I've always had just 16 gig of RAM and it, it never, never seemed to be a problem for me. And now I'm really noticing it because if something is running in Rosetta, then you're going to lose three or four gigabytes for that. And the thing that that is in, in this particular case is some of the stuff in our tool chain. Um, uh, for editing our, our backend systems, so Docker um, and uh, and um, uh, some other stuff in, in the the node node tool chain, um, and I'm sure that that will get fixed. But if 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 you have to run anything in emulation, you're probably going to want more than 16 gig of RAM. And it, it, the reason I just took the first thing that seemed that was available is because I wanted to get it right away. Um, and uh, I can't say I have terrible regrets because it's 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 just approaching RAM, you know, maximum usage, but it makes me feel nervous that that you buy this really expensive nice machine and for want of a couple hundred extra dollars for the 32 gig that you'll be unhappy down the line, but I'm going to will that not to be the case. Yeah, I think as I mean, I personally would have got 32 gig, but um 
it's I, I think that's something that's going to get better as opposed to worse because eventually you won't need Rosetta for as many things because they will get converted or you will change things to be the ones that are converted. So if you're surviving now on 16, then you're going to survive for a while on 16. Um, but yeah, I would have gone through. Remind us of the exact spec you got again. Uh, I can't even remember. Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's the... It's the... <laughs> <laughs> it's such an old machine now you can't remember what you ordered no i, I mean it's, it's like it was it was the i didn't get a build to order one it was just one of the regular configurations it's the it's the it's the basic pro thing it's not the one that has the whatever 12 cores and 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 extra um yeah it's 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 the it's not the one that's targeted towards video editors let's put it that way yeah there's a lot of debate going on moment whether developers need that because there is there's a lot of talking on about the extra memory bandwidth in the max compared to the pro uh but as far as i'm aware that extra memory bandwidth is only for gpu T-Y. usage yeah. and therefore your CPU usage uh, stuff between the CPU performance between the Pro and the Max right. should be identical. Mm-hmm. So unless you're doing machine learning stuff, which is going to be GPU based, or um, graphic stuff, which is GPU based, then realistically, as a developer, there is probably you're not going to see any difference between a Pro and the Max, unless of course you want 64 gig of RAM, which you can only get with the Max. All right. Yep, and that seems to be the case. There's so did still... you go for, for space gray or silver? Oh, uh, space gray. I like space gray. Cool, cool. So uh, you've had this machine for how long now? I, I guess uh, a, a full week now. That's right. I got it, right. whatever, I got it last Tuesday, so this is the eighth day. But practically speaking, I didn't start using it until you know last Wednesday. It arrived on Tuesday. And you're now doing everything on this machine, and your old one is just feeling sad, lonely, and rejected. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much so. Um, there's still one nagging thing that I can't figure out. It's like that there's a regular, you know, 32% usage of the CPU devoted to, to Spotlight. And I don't know what it's indexing. And that, that does worry me a little bit because, you know, after years and years of transferring uh, my user account versus kind of creating it from scratch and copying files over in a more manual fashion, I wonder if there's still some kind of broken configuration that is just being moved over. But I don't, you know, as a practical matter of time, I can't really, especially now during this period, I can't really afford, you know, a day of downtime, let alone, yeah, I just can't. Um, and so I, whatever gets it up and running with all the, the you know, the certificates and keys and, and <laughs> terminal configuration, all the little things needed to, to make development work, I, I just needed it to, to get up and running. But I just, I, I don't know what, what it is that Spotlight is indexing because I was very clever, I mean, very careful about, you know, having it ignore things like the, the build directory and, and, and stuff that's related to development. My sneaking suspicion is that somehow it's 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 like trying to index console logs, and but I I couldn't quite figure that out, and I haven't devoted my time to doing it. It's like one of those things where, on the Intel machine, that would start to bring things to the knees. On Rosetta, I mean, sorry, you know, on on the the M1, um, it doesn't seem to be the problem. I just think that why is it using more CPU than than it ought to, and what is it doing? Yeah, you see, as a as someone who came from Windows to Mac in 2006-2007 I was very much used to the re-clean your machine and reinstall it every six months because Windows is just going to be running like shit Uh, and although I don't do that on the Mac, I happily run them, I 
I have never used the transfer utility. If I get a new Mac, it's a new machine. I start from scratch. I copy my data across and I re-put my tools in. Um, I do make sure I've got a backup of all things like keys and everything so I can just do, you know, a fairly quick setup. But any, I just make sure that means any crappy configs I've got, any shit that I've done to the, you know, the user or whatever that just doesn't seem to want to unbreak, it all goes away every couple of years or three years when I get a new machine. And, um, and and it's all nice and shiny new. And um, yes, I, I, I totally get it. You know, it takes a bit longer and I totally get that you can't always do that if you're in a, you know, a situation like you're in. But yeah, I, I do that and I, I will continue to do that because I think it's, uh, I like that feeling that my, my new machine is not, you know, it's like you're know, buying some nice clean white sheets and then taking a shit on them. You know, why would you do that? <laughs> oh, God. Thank you, Scotty. <laughs> Is that a normal occurrence with the Scott household? I wouldn't say normal. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the idea of my new clean machine is is clean all the way through. Um, it's mm. uh, it makes me feel warm and and fuzzy. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah. So there we are. But I totally get it, and I know people who've like uh, done um, you know transfers. Uh, you know since back as far as, you know, like classic Mac days almost. And, um, you know, and, and they haven't changed their, you know, config setup for, for, you know, 10, 15, however many more years. Um, and so it does work. But, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's uh, horses for courses, as they say. There we go. Well, Scotty, um, tell us about your productivity and happiness this week. You've been a busy beaver. Uh, yeah, I've done bugger all. No, I've just been oh, I've just okay. been sat here with my feet up. Now I had a few days off last week, which was nice, which which was nice. Uh, you never that you know just for a bit of downtime. But yeah, just just very busy with different work at the moment, different different things going on. Uh, all the same sort of stuff we're talking about with migrations and uh, working on a bunch of stuff. Still working very hard to try and get money well out the door. And yeah, it's it's a bit of um. Uh, it's one of those i think i can't remember if we spoke about this last time or not um and uh it's one of those things that all the things i'm working on are actually pretty enjoyable if i could just get to work on one of them but trying to work on all of them at the same time um it makes none of them pleasurable because it's all too much pressure and and high pressure and and i am in the process of trying to solve some of those issues right now in there and it becomes you know it just says to me, though, it's not just the work you're doing that affects things. It's the environment you're doing the work in. It's where you're doing the work, how you're doing the work, what it's fitting into around. And so, yeah, so it's, um, I, I'm going to be honest and say it's a bit of a slog right now. And it's really sad because some of the work I'm working on is quite interesting and quite, you know, uh, quite good. But it just it's just feeling like hard work because of a whole bunch of pressures around it. So, yeah, I, I, but I'm hoping to... Uh, I can't really talk about it at the moment, but I'm hoping to sort of relieve some of that over the next couple of weeks um, and bring enjoyment back to my developer life. So uh, instead of listening to me moan on from a, a sort of like unhappy position, you can listen to me moan on from a slightly less unhappy position. Let's <laughs> <we> go on. <laughs> The slightly less unhappy position. Wait, that of sheet changer at the Scott House? Yes. <laughs> it's... Uh, I'll tell you one thing I have started doing in the last uh, week, John, that it has been I haven't done before, and that's running my laptop in clamshell mode. 
Um, mm. And uh, I'm still running it on an Intel Mac at the moment. I do have an M1 Mac Air that I, uh, I um, MacBook Air that I, I use things, but my main machine is still my 2018 um, uh, MacBook Pro, 15-inch uh, MacBook Pro. Uh, and just for various reasons, desk configuration, I've had to I've had to stop using my walking desk, even though I've only just got it back because uh, I had knee surgery a few weeks ago and. My specialist has told me that my knee is basically a complete, what did you say earlier on, show to shit, um, yeah. and, uh, and is falling apart, and I really should not be running on it and um, walking for however many miles every day on my walking desk was not doing it uh, any favours. So um, I've, I've reconfigured my desk layout, I've got rid of my treadmill, I now have a cycling desk. Uh, so I now cycle each day at my desk, but uh, it required me to move my... Um, uh, stuff around it wasn't quite as easy to reach things when you're sat on a saddle and and doing things so, so like this i've got two screens i've got a 27 inch screen and a 24 inch screen on my desk i don't really need the laptop open um so let's just work it in clamshell mode and it you know it works fine as long as you don't touch anything and i know people say but the moment you want the moment you unplug the laptop to um you know because you want to go and work downstairs or something else that's all great but when you plug it back in it doesn't remember what it used to be when you plugged it back in and you have to do all your nice window layout again and everything so you know that that drives me mad but i understand that the i i think the m1 max do it better um but i I can't remember exactly about that i I seem to remember reading something about that so yeah so that's been um that's about as exciting as my life has got i'm using it in clamshell mode but of course this is making things i'm about to order um one of the new MacBook pros i'm still trying to decide exactly which one to order um in there and i was just thinking that has that beautiful screen why would i want to keep it closed Um, because you don't you because you, you do you work off a monitor in the office or do you work mainly off your laptop screen? I I mo- mostly off of my screen, um, and even if I use an external monitor, I just have two 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 monitors. I mean, I you know I don't I don't mirror it, so sometimes I find it helpful to have some stuff off screen that I can look down on, and then you know the main whatever the main thing I'm working on typically Xcode up on the top. Yeah, so I think because I have two external monitors on my desk, and I think I'm going to drop down to one. And then leave the MacBook open, as a, and then just get rid of one of the external monitors on my on my on my desk. I, don't, I mean, it's nice having two big ones, and or you know even three when I used to have the thing open. But but there we are. But you say with the thought of that beautiful screen on the new I don't really to to spend all that money on and then leave it closed just feels like that, that would be bad. <laughs> so yeah, it's in there. Which did you go for? The fourteen or the sixteen? The sixteen. Yeah, and is it the same size as the previous sixteen? It feels like it. I mean, I didn't measure, but it, it definitely it definitely feels different. You know, the 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 foul child, um, ever the the mechanical engineer was like was going was like, oh my god, that's so beautiful. Look at that, um, and and it truly is. I mean, it, it's beautifully engineered, and all the stuff I was talking about the packaging that is absolutely for real. It is stunning what they've done, the amount of thought they they put into the, so many aspects of it that I don't think other companies would ever care about, and that remains true. It did. It, it. I nearly my jaw dropped when I first noticed the the notch. Most of the time, you don't because of of menus with with kind of dark things that you wouldn't notice it. But when you do notice, like why on earth would they do that? But I guess that doing so gives you extra close to the edge um, uh, screen real estate. And I don't know. It's like it's like one of those controversial decisions potentially that's been much discussed elsewhere. So we don't need to, to labor it. Um, I did notice. I really did appreciate the the, the how much better the the front facing camera is. But it, by the same token, it's like it's it's been that way on 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 iPhone devices, i i devices for some time. And it's like welcome to, welcome to the club. 
but Scotty enough talk about hardware. I did want to sneak in one little happy hint and trick for, for, for those people who might possibly be li- ever listening this for some developer insight. May I do that? John, it would not be the show that we know and love without some of your wisdom of software development being poured out <laughs> into the community. <laughs> My software, putting the whiz into software, software wizardry. Yeah, something like that. In the back of an alleyway after having yeah. exited the bar at yeah. 4 p.m. 4 you, you, anyway. you feel free to whiz away. Okay. So this is in, you know, I was working on something. I, I told, told you I've been working on reusable components. So one of the things I, I created is this nice profile picker. Um, and profile names typically, you know, are short, but sometimes they can be multiple words. Um, and in order to support dynamic typing, you know, I need to have multiple lines for it. And sometimes, you know, you just want to, to shrink type a little bit. So even though you've said, you know, let the type grow as large as it needs to be, you know, as the preferred content size changes and let it have multiple lines, sometimes you don't want unbounded things. And, and, and two lines for a profile name really seems to work well. But there was one case where I was putting in a, you know, changing the collection view layout so that the currently selected profile would be larger and therefore, and also have larger type for the, for the, the, the name below it. And I was noticing at certain sizes, it would, it would cut off. Um, It would, it would clip. And I was like, oh, this sucks. And I, and I understood why, but it's like one of those things. One, you know, in computer science, it's naming things and off by one errors and so on and so forth are, are the hardest problems. In, in supporting dynamic type, it's it's type measurement. And in general, accurately measuring type at the right time can be can be uselessly tricky sometimes. And sometimes you just want to set a set of constraints and let it figure it out. And and so in this particular case, I discovered the magic incantation. I was probably reminded of it. It's like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, this is weird, but whatever. And then you file it away and you forget about it. And then you come back to working on the same thing four years later. And then you remember, oh, yeah, I forgot to do that. Um, so if you have multiple line type, it is, of course, possible to do two things at once allow the type size to grow as much as it can, but then when it can't fit it, shave it down a little bit, reduce the type size a little bit. And and for that to work, normally when you have multi-line, you know, when you have more than, than one line of, of text enabled, either zero, which means unlimited, or two or three to have a fixed number of, of lines in the label, uh, if you set the truncation, the, the line break behavior to be by word wrapping, that's intuitive. That's what you do. But if you do that, it won't shrink the, the the type if it needs to. But if you set it to by truncating, by by clipping, that's the the, the phrase. So uh, by truncating, sorry. So you don't want it to have an ellipsis, but by truncating at the end with multi lines um, and those two configurations of allowing the type size to grow, but also you know shrinking to to fit width, it magically works. So that if it you know it's spec to be eighteen point type, but doesn't quite fit to get that last character. Um, you can have it shrink the type size and it will shrink it just enough that it wouldn't really be perceptible to the user as a difference of being 17.8 versus the one next to it, which would be 18 exactly. Um, it all fits. It all works. Everything's lovely and gorgeous. The the, the dog barks in the background. The, the, the rooster, you know, moves and, and everything goes about as it should in Scotty's farm. That Bob Dylan once sung about. In Maggie's farm, there we go. <laughs> yes, there we are. Yes, I'm sorry. The dog, the dog seems to. The dog has been quiet all day, and he only seems to bark when you're talking. 
That's not true, but there we are. There we are. So, um, and now I've totally forgotten. <laughs> I had a comment I was going to say on what you were going to say, but you've totally put me off with your um, rooster. You, you said rooster mooing. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that what roosters and, do? And all I, all I could do now is I had no idea what I was going to ask you about what you were saying. <laughs> about the actual software wisdom that we were whizzing because uh, all I can think of now is a mooing rooster and it's like um yeah so I do I do apologize for that oh john 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 how we started off so professionally and we've ended up in this complete mess that I've no idea what I was going to ask you anymore well scotty if people want to <laughs> talk to you on the internet and tell you to 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 stop to stop, you know, losing your mind. Where, where, and how might they do it? <laughs> I can't remember that either. Um, no, if if you want to uh, uh, get um, get hold of me and send me anything you like, because I'll probably forget what you've said anyway. <laughs> you can do that on Twitter, where I am Mac Devnet. Uh, and John, if people um, are, want to get hold of you and tell you that they really were listening to what you were saying and they did genuinely have some some questions that they haven't forgotten, where should they do that? Uh, well, on Twitter, where all happy discourse takes place, where you'll find me as Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. Well, John, it's been, it was a couple of weeks, and um, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you again, and I am so happy that you, you have your your Apple microfiber cloth. The world, I think, is a cleaner place with you in it, with uh, with that cloth. And um, may may the streets of San Francisco be be wiped clean by the time we next speak, because of <laughs> your <laughs> your um, enthusiastic uh, application of of linked freeness to the to the uh, city. <laughs> There's more than lint on the streets of San Francisco, but I appreciate the thought. <laughs> you can do it, John. You can do it. <laughs> do you know what? I have no idea what planet I'm on today. I really don't. <laughs> but there we go. That's what happens when you take a few days off. Your head just goes to pieces. Well, uh, hopefully, folks, you've enjoyed listening to John's cloth tales and uh, and uh, his stories of his, his MacBook Pro and um, my absolutely zero contribution to the day. <laughs> But so there we are. Life carries on as normal. <laughs> Until next time. You take care.